Hey, good evening, everybody. Pastor John here. Uh, so excited to be with you tonight. It's going to be a really good night. I hope you've been enjoying the, the 50 days of preparation. We are in day six, uh, Monday, day six, a little colder outside today. Um, not like the sunny days that we've been having, but today is going to be a really good day. If you got your Bible, um, get your Bible out. We're going to start off, uh, I believe, in Exodus chapter 16, uh, and then we're going to jump over to Deuteronomy 8, Exodus 16, and then we'll jump over to Deuteronomy chapter 8. Uh, I know many people, you know, maybe real busy right now at certain things, maybe with family and helping the kids with homework and all that kind of stuff. And different people have told me they watch the videos, you know, later, which, you know, you can go to on this Facebook page, make sure you, you know, like and follow the Faith Center Facebook page if if this has been a blessing to you. And then join the group. There's a 50 Days of Purpose group. This whole group thing is new to me. Facebook, for that matter, is really new to me because I haven't been on it in such a long time. But if you go to the 50 Days of Purpose group, you can share stuff, you can pray for people, um, and there's all the videos are there. And, and so if you go to that group and you ask to join the group, it'll ask you a couple questions. Um, I just put some things in there because I wanted to just make sure people are going there for the right reasons. I wanted you to be nice and keep the main thing the main thing. And once you answer those questions, it'll automatically bring you in to the group. And then when you're in the group, you go to the units. And when you click on unit, the unit is where the videos are. It's where the teaching videos are. It's, it's unit one. And it is going to eventually have all the teaching videos on there. Um, like tonight, when I get done with this video, I'm going to upload it there and, and you'll be able to find it and, and make comments and, and that kind of stuff. And then if you go to the, uh, and when you're watching those videos, click done. When, you, when you've already watched that video, click done and it'll keep track of all the videos that you've watched. And you can make comments and, and ask questions and all that kind of stuff. Go to the discussion page uh, if on on in that group, go to the discussion page, and that's like the, the main page of the group, and you can post stuff and share. A number of people have been posting things about what God's been speaking to them from uh, from Exodus uh, chapter 3, verse 8. It's been really, really good stuff. So make sure you, you go to that group, and, and you can be connected into it. So it's day six, and uh, we're going to pray, and then we're going to jump into the Word starting in Exodus uh, chapter 16. So, Father, in Jesus' name, we give you thanks and we give you praise. You are Lord. You reign. You reign over our lives, God. You reign over our cities. You reign over our region, God. You reign. Um, you're the unchanging one. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And when it feels like everything is changing, we remember that we serve a never-changing God. And we trust you, God. You are good. Your mercy is new every morning. Your loving kindness is better than life. And tonight we ask for you to just speak to your people. The Holy Spirit, help us to hear, understand, and obey and prepare us in Jesus' mighty name. Man, I just love getting in the Word. And I want to get into Exodus chapter 16. We're looking at day 6. Um of uh, 50 days of, of preparation. 
And and before we jump into Exodus 16, I'll tell you what scripture here in a second. But just as a quick review, uh, we, last week we talked about the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And that Feast of Unleavened Bread, you have you have Passover. And, and then the next seven days is the Feast of Unleavened Bread where, where God told them, I don't want you to eat any bread that has leaven in it. Uh, because because you don't have time you got to you got to go in haste and eat the Passover in haste cuz I'm moving you out but you know getting you out of Egypt but leaven throughout the bible represents sin we we talked about how Jesus said that you know beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and and the Sadducees so leaven leaven becomes a mindset Leaven becomes something that gets in your mind and it gets into your actions, it gets into your attitude, it gets into your head, it gets into your heart. And, and what ends up happening is that leaven is, um, it can be sin, sin is le- leaven is sin and it, and it puffs up, and, and, but it doesn't satisfy, it doesn't support, it's not strength, it just puffs up and it's empty. And so leaven can be hypocrisy. Jesus called it hypocrisy. It could be, you know, um, now lots of codependency, manipulation, jealousy, all that kind of stuff represents leaven, represents sin. And we talked about that, um, you know, yesterday as, as we were going through some things. But the unleavened bread, so they ate unleavened bread, bread with no leaven in it, flat bread, pure bread. They ate this this leaven and they... For seven days. So it's like as soon as God brought them out, he's already trying to change their food supply. He's already trying to teach them something by the feast of unleavened bread. So you have Passover and then seven days following the feast of unleavened bread. And all of that is a shadow uh, that's pointing to the substance. Because the unleavened bread points to Jesus, the living bread, the pure bread. And, And so... So unleavened bread really represents Jesus, the living bread. And Jesus said in John chapter 6, he said, I am the living bread, the bread of heaven. And I've come down to give life to those who believe in me is basically what he was saying. He is the living bread. So it all, all the shadows of things we're studying of, of the Old Testament point to the substance of Jesus. He is the substance. He is the living bread. So he's the unleavened bread. He's the unleavened living bread. And and remember, he's come to deliver us. And hopefully you've been studying and praying about Exodus 3, 8. I know many of you have, but he's been delivering us by by giving us uh, divine direction. That means he's pulling us out. He's pulling us out. He's giving us divine, he's changing the direction of our life by by pulling us out of slavery from Egypt, out of sin. Egypt represents the sin that you and I were born into. We were born slaves of sin. And so he's called to uh, give us divine direction and pull us out. And then he's going to give us that divine diet. And give us a new kind of food like the unleavened bread and the living bread. So we don't eat on the, on the slave food that we used to eat from. You know, you are what you eat. And he's giving us a new food. Feed on new things. And feed on heavenly things. Feed from things uh, above, not from things below. He's bringing us up. 
And through that diet, he's bringing us up, giving us a food from above to strengthen us and build us up because his ways are not our ways. His ways are higher. He's made, he's the head, he's the head, not the tail. He's made us above and not beneath. So we look to his ways and he calls us up. The word of God, being in the word of God pulls you up. It doesn't bring you down. It pulls you up. That's that divine diet of the unliving bread that we want to feed on and we want to change our appetite and our hunger, you know, to the things of God. And then we talked about manna, which also is that heavenly bread that God provided every day. And we'll talk about that in a second. But but that points to the living bread, the heavenly bread, you know, that comes down from heaven. So so in doing all that and giving us a divine direction, pulling us out and giving us a divine diet, pulling us up. All that is for the purpose of giving us a divine destiny to bring us in. And if you want to fulfill your God-given destiny, then you got you to gotta practice those first two things every day of your life. Because your destiny is in your daily details. The things you do repeatedly over and over again. Your destiny is in your details. Your, your destiny is in your direction. Your destiny is in your diet. Not, not, not talking physically, even though that has a place you know, in all this. I'm talking about spiritual food, the bread of life, feeding on the word of God. So your destiny, if you want to experience your destiny, you're going to have to keep going in the, in the divine direction and not get distracted, not get turned around and go backwards. We're not going back. We're not going back. We're going, we're following him. We're following Jesus. And when I don't know what to do, I stand. But I don't go back. Because my divine uh, destiny is in my daily direction and my daily diet. And so with that, look in Exodus chapter 16. I'm going to show you something real quick. Because the people here are at this point in time where God's brought them out and he's, he's, leading them and growing them. Uh, Exodus chapter 16, starting at verse 2. Then the whole congregation of the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the children of Israel said to them, Lord, in the land, just look at this, uh, said to them, sorry, oh, that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt. When we sat by the pots of meat, and when we, when we ate bread to the full, for you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill the whole assembly with hunger. <laughs> People do crazy stuff when they get hungry. I turn into a, a different person. You ask Sarah, if I get hungry, I get grumpy. I don't know if you're like that or not, but here are the children of Israel the bread that they had prepared, the unleavened bread and the flat bread was starting to run out. And now they're in their journey. They were all excited when they came through, they, they came through stuff and we'll, we'll read and study more about that. But they, they've, they've come through so far and, and God has done a lot of miracles with them. And now all of a sudden they get hungry. And when they get hungry, they get grumpy. They get hangry. And what happens is they start complaining against Moses. And it's so funny that Hunger pain and even emotional hunger pain, emotional pain will lie to you. When hunger shows up and when pain shows up, really one of two things, you have one or two responses when that hunger pain shows up and that pain in your life shows up. 
You either do what they did, you start complaining, and you start thinking back about your past, and you romanticize the prison you were in. You, it, it, the pain will distort and lie to you. It will distort the, the thing that God delivered you from. And they're thinking back to their slavery that they've been in for you know, 400 years, that they were crying out because of the, the, to be saved and be delivered. And now they're, look, now they're delivered and walking through this process and God's trying to pull them up. But the problem is they're, they're hungry and they're, they're not trusting God. And so they start complaining and criticizing. And then they, they start romanticizing what it was and all oh, these, these, these pots of meat. Oh, it was so good. And oh, the, we ate bread and, and that, that, that butter on the bread. We ate bread until we were full. That's not true. I'm telling you, your pain will lie to you. And so when you're faced with that pain, uh, the children, you, you got one or two options. It's either going to lead you back, create an appetite of complaining that's going to cause you to get frustrated and start walking in anger, start walking in unbelief, and cause you to turn backwards and have a desire to go back where God just brought you from. Or that hunger is going to create an appetite for the food that God is providing. An appetite to go forward. An appetite of faith. It, it, pain and hunger will drive you in one or two directions. And you got to decide. You got to decide. And so in this process of coming out, they came to this place where it, it's not all a bed of roses. And they were hungry. And they started complaining and stuff. But the reality is that, matter of fact, look over in, um, look over in Deuteronomy chapter 8. I'll show you a really cool verse. In Deuteronomy chapter 8. Hopefully you know this chapter. This is an amazing chapter. Uh, but I want you to see what God was doing in the midst of this hunger. In the midst of this, this thing. Uh, Deuteronomy 8 is just incredible. And so what he says. Almost there. Verse 8 verse 2. 8 verse 2. And he says. And you shall remember that the Lord your God led you. All this way, these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you, not to humiliate you, but to humble you because humility, when you, when you humble, when you're humble, that's in the position to walk in God's grace and he lifts you up and to test you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. So he humbled you and allowed you to hunger, watch this, and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you to know that man shall not live by bread alone, but that man will live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Man, that's incredible. God is, see, every time God tests you, he's not testing you to demote you. He's testing you to promote you. What he's saying is you're ready to take a test. And any good teacher only gives a test when the student's able to pass it. And the enemy will come and try you. 
And God will, God in his grace will turn a trial into a test. The trial from the enemy is to demote you. But God turns the thing that the enemy meant to demote you into a thing of a test of faith because God believes that you are able to hear him. And it's not just that he has faith in you. He has faith in him and faith in his word to pass the test. And so when the enemy tries to, to demote you with hunger, God's trying to promote you with a new food food source. And so he says, I did all this. I allowed you to hunger. I allowed you to hunger and I fed you. So one food source is shutting down and one food source is stepping up. And that's a real difficult place for a lot of believers because they're, they believe in Jesus. They believe he's Lord. But when it comes to following him, they, they believe the direction. Yeah, I want to go to heaven. Yeah, I want to go to the promised land. I want to follow you, Jesus. But they got a problem when it comes to the diet because they want to keep watching all the same TV shows they watch. They want to keep doing all the same stuff that they've done. I'm telling you, that's a junk food diet. It ain't going to work. It's good, that, that diet is going to slow you down in the direction that you say you want to go. And so what he does, he's, he allows you to hunger so that he can, he allows you to hunger and decreases that so that you will begin to have an appetite for the new food source that he's bringing. So the leavened bread, he allows you to hunger so you can have unleavened bread. And then the unleavened bread, he begins to shut that down. You run out of supply and now he's going to provide manna. And one day the manna shuts down because he's bringing you to a place of the promised land where his promises begin to, you begin to live off of seed time and harvest and you plant and you sow and then you reap. And then we have the living bread, which is Christ. And all of it points to him. And so this whole thing that I want to talk to you today about is our daily bread, your daily diet. Jesus prayed the Lord's prayer in Matthew 6, 11. He says, give us our daily bread. Your daily bread is so important because he's connecting you to a food source that according to this scripture, he's allowed you to hunger to where you get grumpy, you get irritable. And I'm not talking about just physical food. I'm talking about spiritual food and emotional food. What do you feed on? What do you run to? And we want to be people that feed our faith and starve our doubts. We don't want to feed our flesh. We want to feed our faith. We don't want to feed our fear. We want to feed our faith by the word of God. And he says, I've done all this, allowed you to hunger so that I could, I could feed you. So many people get caught up on God. Why are you, why is this happening? It's negative. Uh, you know, it was, it was better. God, my relationships and things in my life seemed to be better when I wasn't trying to follow you. I'm telling you. Sometimes you feel more lonely when you start walking with God because you feel like all your friends and all your the whole life that you you knew is gone. But you got to be willing to let him take you out of all that and let him take all of that out of you. It's one thing to get out of Egypt. It's a whole nother thing to get Egypt out of you. And so the reality is he wants to... He wants to feed you this new food food source, which he says is man does not live on bread alone, but man lives by, get it, lives by, lives by. The source of my living is by the is is the every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Which that word proceeds is present tense. 
So it means not just I heard God, but I hear God. That means daily, our daily bread. Every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, I hear. So that's what manna is all about. And, and so if you look in, and, and we're not going to read through the rest of this for sake of time, but if you, if you look through the rest of Exodus 16 on your own, you'll see three essential uh, you know, principles, three, three essential points to how to gather manna, how to gather living bread every day. God gave them instruction about how to gather manna. That manna was that, remember that white uh, coriander seed that tasted like honey. Uh, and, and so God said, here's, he, here's how you're going to gather. Three basic things that I want you to remember. You can write these down. These are very important. Three main things of how to gather. They're all from Exodus 16, and it's about how do you gather the living bread for your daily life. And the first one is this, they gathered the manna daily. It was every day. It was every day because they had need every day. Now, on the sixth day, you know, they gathered double because of the, of the Sabbath. But they, the point is you gather it every day. If you want to have victory in your life and walk in all the destiny that God has for you, you better take your daily bread. You better learn how to feed on him every day. You fed on your addiction every day. You fed on your lust every day. You fed on your pride every day. You fed on all that leaven from your old life every day. And if you're going to feed, if you're going to walk with Christ, at least feed on the unleavened bread to the same degree that you fed on the leavened bread every day, every day. So they, they gathered uh, the manna daily. The second thing I want you to know is they gathered the manna individually. You know, I thought of the commercial, you know, Lego my ego. <laughs> you know, you got to get your own. You got to get your own. You got to go gather your own. You can't just you can't just bum off of somebody else's. You have to gather your matter of fact, 50 days of preparation. I'm so glad you're watching this, but what's going to impact you more than even this video right here or any video that I do is when God speaks to you when you're by yourself with an open Bible. That's going to impact you more than watching me right now. They gathered it daily and they gathered it individually. It's your responsibility to go get your daily bread. Your responsibility. He's letting you hunger. He's letting you hunger and feeding you with a new food supply. Go get some every day. Go get that new food supply every day. And pretty soon you'll forget all about this other food that you used to eat because you've tasted and seen that the Lord is good. And then the last thing is they gathered the manna in the morning. I know maybe there's some night owls watching you know, that you're just up at night, fine, whatever. But I'm telling you, there's something about the morning. There's, you can look and search the scriptures. Early in the morning, I will seek you. You know, my song will rise to you. There's all, the, all these scriptures about seeking him. His joy comes in the morning. Mercy is new every morning. You know, there's, there's something about the dew of the morning that's connected with the living bread, connected with the manna, the bread that God provides. He provided it in the morning. He provides it in the morning. Now, the Bible says that there was some meat in the evening, but the bread is in the morning. And we need to be, we need to be in, the, in, the, in the bread every single morning. So they gathered it daily, they gathered it individually, and they gathered it in the morning. 
They start their day with, with that bread. And so here's what I want to do. I want to just show you one thing, and then I'm going to get out of your way. Uh, you know, when I think about that gathering, I think about that gathering, I can't help but think about Acts 17, I think it's verse 11, the noble Bereans. If you've never read that, go read that. It talks about they, they readily, they, re- they were like ready, they were on go, they were, they were ready and they received the word of God daily. They, they searched the scriptures daily to see if the things that the, Paul and them were preaching were, were true. And so we want to be like the noble-minded or, you know, Bereans that search the scriptures daily to get your daily bread. Um, and so in doing that, what I want to remind you of is the word of God, the bread of God is seed. It's seed. So here's this package of seed. And, and when you get into the word and you want the word to get into you every day, what you want to do is um, you want to understand that, that you got to put the manna in your mouth. You got to put the manna in your mouth. You got to put the seed in your mouth. So this package of seed uh, representing like manna in this illustration has a picture. There's a picture. I don't know if you can see the picture on it. This is, this is a, um, here it is, uh, garden beans is kitchen king. And so this is green beans, mmm, green beans, yeah. And so, so this is the image describing, showing what's in the package, and then on the back side, you have a description, a written description of what's in the package. So you got an image and a written description. So Christ is the image. Your Bible is the written description. And when you open the bread and you begin to take the seed, it's not just, it's not just open and then leave it on the table. You, what you have to do, uh, you have to put his word, his word in your mouth. Because his word, his manna is a seed. We talked about this. It's a seed and it reproduces after its kind. So the daily bread and the daily manna is, I I got an image in my mind. I see it. I see it in Christ. I see the image in Christ. I see it in the scripture, written in the scripture. And then I take that seed and I put it in me and I put it in my mouth. I put it in me by putting it in my mouth. And I confess God's word. I say God's word. I declare God's word. And so when I feel when I feel like saying the opposite, and I feel like saying something out of anger, or something out of sadness, or something out of depression, or something out of fear, I don't say that because I keep putting. I say what God says. So I I see the image of God, and I say what God says. That's my daily bread. And as I take my daily bread, I, I, I thought about this. I wrote down this little scripture, uh, this little saying. And so here's, here's, what, here's what I said. This is, so, this is so stupid, but I wrote, I wrote it down. So it says, see it, see it in the scripture, see it in Christ, sow it. Ah, I got to open it up. So I'll, I'll say it again. Watch this. See it in the scripture, see it in Christ, sow it in you and see it in your life. That's how it happens. That's how it works. You've got to, you reap what you sow. You are what you eat. You'll have what you say. And so we've got to get this daily bread and we've got to see it and we've got to sow it. Well, Pastor John, how do I sow it? You put it in your mouth and you see what you do is you see the harvest, the image of the harvest. You see it happening in your life. Christ fulfilling the same image that's true of Christ fulfilling in your life. 
You begin to say what the word says over your life. You, you say it, you see it, you feel it, and then you do it. You say it, you see it, you feel it, and you do it. And day by day by day, you keep sowing the word of God in your life. And what will happen is you'll wake up one day and you have nothing but heaven's harvest in your life because it's been a long time since you sowed some old seeds of sin. That's how God brings a transformation in your life. That's why we need our daily bread. Every day we gather it, we sow it, we gather it daily. We gather it individually. It's our responsibility. And we gather it in the morning because we want the whole day to be inspired by what God has spoken to us. That's our daily bread. So I love you. I want to pray for you. And then we'll see you tomorrow. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for these people who are watching and learning and growing. I thank you for all that you're doing in this church family and in all the different ones watching. Father, may a spirit of wisdom and revelation and may a new appetite for your word come upon them. Alcoholism and addiction, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And I command that everyone who has any of these addictions or addictions of lust or greed or pride or any of that stuff that those that, that you will allow them to hunger, that you may feed them with the heaven's food and give them an appetite for your word, God. Let them taste and see that you are good. And change their life and generations forever and ever. Because they put your manna in their mouth. And they gathered the daily bread. Help us, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Love you. See you tomorrow. Go build the kingdom.